0: Welcome into to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. We greatly appreciate it. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. That's Espo. And, uh, guys, we're going to break down some of the trades that just went down in the NBA involving the Phoenix Suns, a few other ones. So, first and foremost, just how are you guys kind of feeling overall?
1: Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I thought there was going to be <laughs> no deals. I went, oh, okay, we can let down, uh, let down our guard. And then the one-two punch from James Jones in that final hour. And, look, he's not called champ for nothing. I think he may have done... Uh, exactly what they needed on the fringes again, uh, at the last second. So so good on James Jones here.
2: I mean, activity. Uh, it shows that you're trying to do something. <laughs> like I, you just can't look around the league, especially after the Bucks traded for uh, Ibaka, and sit there and think, oh, okay, yeah, we're we're solid, we're good enough. Like no, if you're this close, do whatever it takes to close that gap. And James Jones, I believe, did that today.
1: Yeah, James Jones looked and went. Two of the teams in the East, actually three of the teams in the East that you had circled as, if we get back, they may be there, all got better today, right? The Bucks get better with Serge. The 76ers get better with James Harden. And I think the Nets get better with uh, with Simmons. I mean, granted, we haven't seen Simmons all year, but I think he'll work better with that group. So all of a sudden, three people you may face at the end of the road got better James Jones, I think, realized, all right, we got to do these things around the fringes to make sure we don't fall into the same trap that happened last year in the playoffs where we just didn't have enough depth. You can't say that about the Suns team. They were already one of the deepest teams in the league. They just became more so. We we probably should tell people what those deals were. We haven't (laughs) even mentioned that yet. No,
0: it's totally fine. I'm sure people are semi-aware of it. Um, But the first one that came out from Adrian Wojnarowski, of course, is the – Pacers are finalizing a trade to send forward Tory Craig to the Suns for Jalen Smith and a future second round pick. We've talked a lot about the Suns needing to quote unquote fill that Tory Craig will roll. Who better to fill it than Tory Craig himself, right?
2: For sure. I, <laughs> I listen. Guess. Tory had a fantastic year last year. Uh it'll be interesting to see because he 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 has trended downward this season with the Pacers, but it's the Pacers. Uh, and they don't have Chris Paul, mm-hmm. and they don't have Devin Booker, and they don't have a big down low that can dot. Well, they do have; they did have a, a big down low. So let me rephrase: uh, they have DeAndre and the Suns do. So Tory Craig being a part of the team last year should I feel like he should return to form somehow um, because he's just he could do a little bit of everything, and as long as his three point shooting can pick up a tick, um, I, I think this is a definite W for the Suns.
1: But look, you got to consider. He was playing in Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. Look at who was around him. The the Just the fact that he's going to have stars around him that can get him open looks should raise that three-point percentage, right? Because he's going to get those easy looks that he got in Phoenix last year. He wasn't getting those in Indiana. I also like he signed for two years, right? I mean, this is a move, let's, and this is James Jones again, not being afraid to admit, I made a mistake, he probably realizes I should have just signed him to the two year, $10 million contract in the off season, but he's not, he's not too caught in his own feelings to, to go, but I'm willing to bring him back on a trade because I damn fucked up. All right. I'll make up for it. <laughs> yeah. up. <You know, laughs> well,
0: I mean, it is, it is a really good quality to have in your general manager to be like, okay, hey, maybe I should have stuck around with this person. Let's go back and get him again for another, you know, sometimes you have to around. go
2: back to your ex. Yeah, It's okay. Mm-hmm. And and you you didn't give when like, you
0: say it like that I don't I do love it. I mean, you, you, sometimes
2: you have to grow and understand what you lost, and then you realize it, and you go back. We've seen that a million times in sitcoms.
1: Tori was not a bad ex. It was just that it didn't work at the time. All right, they were on a break.
0: It was okay? it was like a long distance thing, right? And then they moved to the same city, yeah. and that's what that's They were that's on a break, and with.
2: then they cheated on them with Landry Shaman and realized, oh no, what have we done?
1: But they were out of break, so it was okay. Look, I I, I like this, too, because we talked about it the other night. Jalen Smith had no future here, right? They made that abundantly clear when they didn't pick up his option. So instead of holding on to a lame duck guy, you get a very valuable piece you know, for depth that you're not going to have to teach how to play in the game. You're not going to have to have experimental minutes with him at one position or another. This is a guy you know what you're getting. You know you can go small ball with him at the five if you need to. You know he's going to give you hard-nosed defense, and you also know if he doesn't play for a few games, he's still going to come in and bring the same effort uh, the next time he's in the lineup. I I like this move. It's Jalen Smith, a second rounder. You're giving up nothing that was going to impact impact you uh, right now. So I'm fine with it.
0: So let's take a little bit of a peek at some of the numbers from uh, like regular season averages from his time with Phoenix Mm -hmm. last year to his time with the Pacers this year. Uh, Difference in games played, of course, 32 with the Suns last year, 51 this year with the Pacers. All of his shooting percentages are down slightly this year. So the three point percentage is uh, 36.9 last year with the Suns, 33.3 this year, With the Pacers, his points per game averaged 7.2 with the Suns last year, 6.5 this year. Rebounds last year, 4.8. This year, 3.8. So his play is down a little bit this year. But to your guys' point, he has a different cast around him. And that can make a really big difference in a player of really any level, but especially in a level of like a Torrey Craig type of a guy. So the hope is that we kind of get – a little bit more of a boost from him with this Suns team, with the people around him. And uh, he kind of returns to last year's form.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, Tori more than anything else, provided a lot of energy off the bench, mm-hmm. much like Cam Payne did as well. Uh, they missed that a little bit this year. Um, without those two in the fold, there wasn't really anybody that was coming off the bench that was providing a lot of juice. Cam Johnson's the best player coming off the bench. But... Cam doesn't give you like he's not a rah rah guy. He doesn't get you hyped up. He just goes and does his job. And, and he's a very you know, he's the sweet baby angel that you know and love, right? right. Uh, they need they need some of that juice. And and Cam has been injured several times this year, pain and and bringing Tori Craig back gives you a little bit of that. And also the next guy that we're going to talk about here shortly, mm-hmm. I'm in love with. But- <laughs> I love that move. I,
1: I can't wait to see Javale McGee and Tori Craig on the floor at the same time. Are there two guys that are gonna get you more hyped up than those two guys? Oh, my Like you got you got the best two hype men on your bench in the NBA and those two guys. I'm I love it. Then with Jake Crowder swagger too. This is this is a team with attitude even more so after this yeah. uh, Pat- after this deadline.
0: Patrick in the chat said, "How weird would it be to be Tory right now, part of a playoff run last year, then back midway through the next year for another one?"
2: It's gotta feel a little weird, right? No, I think he's probably like, well, cool, it worked out oh, well, for me. I'm sure he's
0: excited. I mean coming from the Pacers who kind of just
2: It's not blew even about it's, a little it's, bit. it's yeah. not even about uh. the Pacers. He gets to leave Indiana, which is Fair, just a too. dumpster fire of a state.
1: You know that you know that gif from Arrested Development <laughs> where where it's Job and it just goes, I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> I guarantee that was Tory Craig mm. after a month in Indiana, he went I made a horrible mistake. I want to be back somewhere that isn't Indiana. I feel
0: like it's going to be a little bit weird, but at the same time, it probably feels good knowing that a team that you went through that with last year still finds a solid amount of value in you, right? Because, yes. like we we talked about earlier, James Jones letting him go probably maybe hurt his feelings a little bit, but to know that he's willing to come back around and be like, "Yeah, no, like for real though, you got to come, you got to come back." Well, especially
1: him sucking up his because I guarantee they had negotiations. And at some point James went, you're not worth 5 million a year to us right now. We can't afford you. Mm-hmm. You'll know, go take Indiana's deal. I mean, he's now saying I was wrong. Come on back. Yeah. We, we value you more than, than we ever knew. You know, that's big.
0: And Chris said in the chat, uh, he is about the brotherhood he had here too, which yeah. I'm sure that'll be fun. You know, how he's going to mesh with these guys on this team. You know what type of player he is in the locker room. So win-win there for Torrey Craig. Obviously, uh, we sent out Jalen Smith and a future second-round pick. We kind of knew that Jalen Smith was likely to be moved after the Suns didn't pick up that third-year option. I wish him the best of luck. I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. the time we got to see from Jalen Smith this year, but I've said it multiple times on this show. I just want him to go somewhere where he can actually like get more minutes, really develop as a player because this wasn't the place for him. Hey, listen,
2: they traded a four for four, like it's it's okay.
1: <laughs> they, they
0: traded a four slash five
1: for a four slash five. Uh, oh, he's uh, Craig's a five uh, now in a small ball. Oh right? my like, sure. god, he played it last year. Oh, okay, uh, but uh, Jesus Christ, yeah, You're no, here. but Jalen should get plenty of minutes in Indiana because uh, they they just have a hodgepodge of of younger guys they're going to see if they what they have to to give him a chance uh, you know next year if they so choose to uh try to resign him and hopefully that gives him a chance to showcase his skills like i enjoyed our conversation with him i you know i know i called him a walmart hakeem warwick and uh you know hakeem warwick was around for 10 years and made a lot of money so you know good luck Jalen. like i Best of luck. By the way, uh, (laughs) Fabio wants to know why DJ Father and I weren't included in the deal. Indiana doesn't allow rap in their uh, state. And that was, uh, you know, that was kind of what we were trying to do with Sticks Kids. So you cannot call in. that rap. <laughs> I was about to say,
2: I was like, was that, that was
1: rap? I meant for Indiana. That's Indiana qualifies <laughs> as that's that's rap for the, <laughs> so that was you, too hardcore. If you have for two Indiana. sentences
2: back to back that rhyme at the end, yes. then it's rap.
1: Yes, it was too oh, hardcore okay. for Indiana. By the way, we are required to do a live rendition of Sticks Kids. Uh, should we do it pregame? Yeah. DJF, no, right this? now. Post-game. Do it
2: right oh, now. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. We're I not prepared. I have something else I, 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 I got a stuffed nose. Yeah. I, my, my vocal oh. cords haven't been stretched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's got to be post-game. post-game. Post-game, you can stick around for it.
1: I don't remember the lyrics, so I got to go back and look at the <laughs> oh document.
2: But can, <laughs> but can we talk about the real big trade today? Yes. Because this one's the one that makes me more excited than the Yes, Tori we Craig. can.
0: But real quick, let <laughs> oh. me do an ad read. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, put it up on
2: the I screen? was going to do an ad read.
0: Let me okay. just do it real quick. Children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. Safe, free, and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Get yourself boosted, bolstered, and ready to go like the Phoenix Suns are for all of the fun playoff games that we'll have here in Phoenix. Um, so that you can help keep yourself and your community and all of your son's uh, fellow fans safe.
1: There was a great comment that somebody in the chat said, uh, the Nets now have... uh Nobody willing to take shots because they have got a backcourt with Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> too soon.
0: too it's never, soon. It's
1: never too soon. All right.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and take a look at the final move the Suns made. Sh- Sham Sharania tweeted out that the Wizards are trading point guard Aaron Holiday to Phoenix. And then John Gambadoro said the Phoenix Suns gave up cash considerations to Washington and put Holiday in the disabled trade exception from Dario not being able to play. So Sons basically just took on his money. This That's, is
1: this is what they did with Tori Craig last year. was the <laughs> cash considerations move, which paid huge dividends. And to the Ring of Honor member, cash considerations. I will remember you. <laughs> we can't get real music. I would love some Sarah McLachlan.
2: Uh, listen, Aaron Holiday is a motherfucking dog. Like <laughs> I love. <laughs> Uh, i love (laughs) jesus christ you
0: walked into that like you should have known it was coming did i i didn't realize i didn't realize every time i reference any
2: animal he was going to make that noise i'm going to think of something here soon (laughs) so he can make that noise as well uh he's a fucking flamingo is what he is um so so aaron holiday is a dog from ucla he um you know he he was just absolutely after it in the nba he he's he's just one of the most solid guards in the league to me. Like I just feel like if you're looking for a backup point guard that's going to closely resemble what Chris Paul brings to the table, and I'm not saying he's you know he's not on that level, but he's going to get after it. Uh, he's much like his brother, just a smaller version, and and I love that about uh, what Aaron Holiday is going to bring to the table. Uh, and I would not be shocked if down the road, listen, Aaron Holiday is going to be far more consistent than Campaign. He, he just will be not as as crafty a scorer, but he is as physical a guard as you will find in the NBA. And when you get into the playoffs and things get a little thick, Aaron Holiday is going to be ready. And I cannot wait to see him in the Suns uniform. I actually wanted them to draft him um, way back when he was coming out. Um, obviously, we got Mikel Bridges instead. I was cool with that, but still, like Aaron Holiday's been one of my favorite players coming out of the draft in a long time, and so to see him in the Suns' uniform, I'm I'm excited about that.
1: Well, and they did take a long, hard look at him. I believe he had two workouts here uh, back when it was draft time. So they they were looking at him. They found uh, found him interesting and intriguing. I love this one. This one, you're you're literally giving up nothing, and you're getting a guy who, at worst, becomes your safety valve where you don't have to rely on Alfred Payton. Like, we've seen enough of Alfred Payton. I want a guy that will come in, play defense, take care of the ball, and maybe hit a shot. That's Aaron Holiday right there for you. I, I don't, I'm not sure after what we've seen that that's Alfred Payton at all. I like, I like Holiday. Would I have liked a guy that was more of a, a one-slash-two? Probably but i think aaron holiday is about as great as you're going to get for cash considerations and like i mentioned tori craig was the cash considerations mm-hmm. guy last year and we saw what he meant in that playoff run i think aaron holiday could do that this year if you run into foul trouble if you run into injury trouble mm-hmm. at that guard position you got a guy now that you can you can trust a little bit the more
2: the thing that i love about this more than anything else is that Aaron Holiday is going to be able to play next to Chris Paul, and he's going to be able to develop, um, and he's younger. He's a young guy, and, and he's going to look at Chris Paul and how he maneuvers, how he plays, and Chris Paul identifies more with what the type of player that Aaron Holiday is probably going to or aspires to be more than any other guard Aaron Holiday has ever played with. Um, he's played with T.J. McConnell. He's played with like basically a bunch of guys that are just okay. Now it's Chris Paul, and I. I th- and if you think he's going to come in and average like 10 to 14 points a game, you're highly mistaken. Like, that's not him. Defensively, though, he's going to get after it better than any other guard behind Chris Paul on this roster.
1: Look, and he can hit the three, right? He's a career 36% three-point shooter, but two years ago in Indiana, he shot almost 40%, 39.4% from behind the arc on uh, 3.3 attempts a game. Not a lot, but that shows you that – If he is out there, he's still a threat if they if they sag off of him, where Alfred Payton just ain't that guy.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a couple of questions in the chat. Um, So with this one, I am not totally familiar with how the disabled player exception kind of works, but I don't believe it creates a new roster spot.
1: No, so I don't believe so. Either. Do we
0: still have to waive at least one person? Yep. Or is that only if we wanted to pick somebody up in the buyout market or if we wanted to confer Ish Wainwright's contract?
1: So there was only one player that moved off the roster. They were already at at the roster max, I believe. So my guess is they have to cut at least one player to be able to to make this work. Uh, Which will
2: probably end up being Ish wing-weight, wing-weight, it, I would White. No, think.
1: but Ish is a two-way guy, so it doesn't count. So it's, oh, so right. right, so right. it's going to have to be Abdel Nader, Frank Kaminsky, guys that are on one years, uh, one year deals that may not be back due to injury. You're going to have to come to some kind of terms there uh, to to allow it because I don't believe it, it created a roster spot, and it, it so that I believe that's what's going to have to be done here.
0: Chris said. Gerald tweeted the rule. Of course, Gerald tweeted oh, the rule. Well,
1: why do we? Why do we? You know, why don't we not just have Gerald's uh, tweets always up on the screen to just to be like pop-up video? Where,
0: right. Uh, it should just be like <laughs> like we have notifications on for Sean <laughs> and Wode. Oh. We should have notifications on. It's for a Gerald. board game
1: breakdown on the fly. Here's the here's <laughs> the rule, you morons. Just uh, follow him right away. So
0: so he said for those of us asking about this kind of thing, he tweeted a whole a whole page, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he said, the key part, quote, the disabled player must be on the team's roster from the time the team submits its application through the date on which the exception is granted. And he said, so yes, since the deadline to apply for this exception was January 15th, and the Suns probably knew Sarge would miss the whole season, which, by the way, did come out recently, Yeah yesterday. Sarge can still be traded.
1: Can be traded, but... Doesn't answer the doesn't answer the roster spot question, which I still believe it answered. does not create a roster spot unless you move on from the guy that's injured and you can't. You're not going to cut him because he has another year on that deal. You're not going to eat uh, the ten whatever it is. Uh, I think it's about ten million that Sarge has on next year's deal. So you're not going to cut him to create a spot. So there's something's going to have to happen still.
0: Which I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Manuel asked, "Any chance that Payne and Holiday get significant minutes together?"
2: I mean, I not. probably not. I, listen, usually it's Chris Paul or Devin Booker are going to be on the floor at at at, at one point or another. Uh, so I, I I wouldn't assume so, but you, you never know. Maybe a couple minutes here or there that could happen. But listen, you, Aaron Aaron is coming in to compete with Campaign for the backup point guard job. That's what he's coming in to do. And whoever defaults is going to be the third, which means Alfred Payton is probably the the man stand it can he get cut? Yeah he could get cut Alfred Payton might a, get cut. He's over on one year. There's so. that. Um so you that that's kind of where we're at right now with that.
0: So do you think because a lot of people in the chat are also asking does he move ahead of Shamit off the bench or can he take some of Shamit's it's a minutes? different
2: it's a different like Shamit's a little bit taller. He's a little bit more lengthy like He's more of a two guard. He's like he Shamit was never a point. Like he was never a point guard. Like As much it, as they wanted to Like as much that. as in the preseason he handled the ball, my guy has not been that guy uh during the regular season. So we can move that off the table. He's more of a two or a three. And so uh I mean, I guess in dire situations, if they really want two guys that are sub six three on the court at the same time, I guess they could, but I don't I wouldn't expect that to happen I mean, at all.
1: I mean, you could see where you have uh, have at times Aaron Holiday with book or CP3 uh, out there. CP3 can play off ball at, as well at times. So there's it gives you roster flexibility for sure in terms of messing with things. So you don't have to just rely on Shamit. But I don't think he's going to straight take Shamit's backup two minutes.
0: That's not that's no, not the yeah. way this is going to play no, out. It's not going to happen. <laughs> says, "Stop knocking the haboob.
1: Um, if the huboob comes back and plays like the guy last year, there's no, no reason to knock. I mean, he'll definitely be ahead of holiday. The question is, is he that guy and can he be that guy coming off injury? If he can't, now you have an insurance policy. That's, that's why you make these kind of moves today. Insurance. You're protecting yourself. So no matter what injury, COVID, whatever the case may be, you have guys that can step in. That can fill in those holes where you were lacking a day ago in those situations.
0: Okay, so overall, in chat weigh in. Let us know what you think. What grade would you give the Suns for the way that they tackled this trade deadline this year? I would. As you pr- start off.
2: I would probably give them a B, um, just because I think that the 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 key guys out there that everybody was kind of hoping that we would swing for and get either in the buyout market, which still could happen, um, or in trade. Uh, They weren't able to really come through on. I know people wanted Torrey Craig, but there was also, you know, Justin Holiday was out there that a lot of people talked about. Uh, They talked about, you know, Eric Gordon. Um, And to this point, there has been no Eric Gordon trade as as much as I I can see. So um, the guys that really move the needle significantly Mm -hmm. in the public size, I think, um, you know, that's that's where they lack. So I would give them a, a nice solid B because I do like these players. I think they're nice additions for the bench but nothing that really um, – I think it more solidifies them when you get down the stretch of the season and you want to rest guys. Um, this is where it's going to pay off when you get to the playoffs. That,
1: that is an impressive grading on a curve, right? Because to me, I can't grade them on what, I, what people were hoping that they would do. I grade them on the moves that were made. They traded Jalen Smith a second-round pick, and a bag of cash for two guys that can actually help them down the stretch and in the playoffs. This is an A-plus move to me. This was the taking care of things on the fringes that we talked about without disrupting the chemistry or anything bigger. This is a win, a huge win for this team because you lose nothing Sorry, Jalen Smith, and you gain guys that will play significant, important minutes down the stretch.
2: So, what's the grade you would give it? I said an I a, said a plus an a. twice. An A plus? Yes. A you plus give up nothing, a, a and you get two two people that contribute. There's nobody in the comments that agrees with you. I don't well, give a, that's a shit. That's not comments entirely agree.
0: true. So, so <laughs> far in the comments, so Josh gave Josh was the highest I think in the comments with an A minus, um, and said A minus. I think it depends on the buyout market. Majority of people, Co-Crazies, said B minus to B, somewhere B plus, somewhere mostly in the B range. Um, there was one F uh, because they said the Suns weren't aggress- aggressive enough to get Eric Gordon. Um, a lot of people are still a little bit bummed about that. So, but on average, I would say about a B is what we're seeing from the Co-Crazies. Speaking of Eric Gordon, what do you guys think? Are you disappointed that the Suns didn't swing for the fences with that one and put up more um, assets? I,
2: I, it's hard to say that because you don't know if they, you know, you don't know what what Houston was asking for in return. Like, you, you, I, I guarantee you James Jones made that call just to see what it would take. Like, So you can't sit there and say that he hasn't. He didn't try. I mean, that's that's a wild assumption, I think.
1: And they didn't move Eric Gordon, so nobody met the price yeah, that Houston was asking exactly. for. Which leads me to believe it was really asinine, you know? Like, what what were they asking for? If it was a fir- just a first-round pick, I don't think the Suns would have been like, you know what, we're not willing to part with the 29th pick in the, in the first round for that. It had to be fairly significant.
2: Uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, somebody was just in the chat talking about. Sorry. Oh yeah, Amy Rain. Uh, you said Toronto is trading Chris Boucher, Malachi Flynn. That's an, an erroneous report. At least uh, the last because, we saw, because yeah. Daniel Thice is going to this uh, is going to the, to the Celtics for um, Schroeder. Schroeder's going back to Houston. So I, I saw that same tweet, and I was like, I was about to tweet I it. A and lot I, of people. Saw then I realized, it, wait, how 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 are those shame. two happening at the same time? So I don't think that's the case. Unless somebody else can see that it's verified somewhere, because that well, was from an unverified Houston's account. Houston's trading
1: Daniel Tice to the Celtics, according to Woj. Woj is, it says Boston sending Dennis, Dennis Schroeder to the Rockets in the deal. Sources tell him Enos Freedom is uh, is also going there, and he's getting bought out. So, so there you go. I mean, that's that's where we're at. So,
0: do you you guys anticipate the Suns being active on the buyout market?
1: If the right names out there, but you've mm-hmm. got a roster jam too. You're mm-hmm. you're already likely going to have to make a move to to just fit in what you did. So at that point, who are you cutting? You know how's that going to work? Uh, but you know, say Houston agrees to a buyout with Eric Gordon. You know you're talking with him. If Drogic gets bought out, like they're they're saying you will in San Antonio, you at least have the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. But I don't think I don't think now that they've made these two moves that you have to get the guy on the buyout market. It could be nice if it's the right guy, but you don't have to make any panic
2: move there. Yeah, it's it's a tough position right now because you you're gonna add two more pieces to this puzzle. And one thing that we keep saying is chemistry's you know very, very high on this team. If you keep adding more players, even off the bench, you not only ruin the chemistry you know from a from a strategy standpoint of subbing in players and subbing them out but in the locker room you know off the court like so you don't want to just keep playing with 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 your food if you if 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 you will so mm-hmm. uh, i definitely think that i don't know about goran dragic but if aaron gordon did get bought out by chance which would really shock me because i know that the rockets had to have gotten at least an offer for him right um, yeah. You would think that uh, the Suns would be in play there because I do believe Air- Eric Gordon, um, you know, he's more of a shooter and you would like to have a, a, an additional shooter because I do believe that if the Suns are weak off the bench in one area outside of Cam Johnson, it is shooting perimeter shooting yeah. because Landry Shamit has absolutely proven that.
0: That was one of the somebody in the chat commented that that was one of the most disappointing parts is that you didn't really address the shooting off the bench with these moves.
1: To be fair too, on the Gordon thing, he has another year on the deal there in Houston. They may have been getting offers where they had to take back stuff that they just didn't want to. Like they would have had to take Dario if it came to the Suns, and, and maybe they just think it's easier to just buy him out and free up the space rather than have to take on somebody else's problem contract. And maybe that's why, he didn't get dealt, and maybe a buyout would be a, a better option for Houston there. So that may have been part of what happened as well. But you know, that James Jones will do his due diligence. We'll look at everybody on the buyout market, and if the right names there, they'll make the roster move. I mean, mm-hmm. people in the chat, the Cove Crazy, are talking about Kaminsky. You know, Payton. Uh, there's Nader. There are options that you could cut if you needed a roster spot.
2: The, right. b- the, the bonus thing today, the, the biggest takeaway I have today is that there was moves across the league. People were trying to make some moves. But the, the main player in the West, as of right now, the Warriors, besides us, didn't really do anything today. And so as long as they didn't get better, right? Because ha- they had the assets to go out there and make a fucking significant move. Mm-hmm. Had they done that? The Suns would be under the, the radar right now by Suns Nation because they'd be like, We gotta make a move to be able to 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 counteract what they just did. But they didn't make a move. They feel pretty good with where they're at, allegedly yes. right now on the service, and they will probably be players at the on the buyout market as well. Of so you yes. just hope that they don't add somebody that's going to counteract what the Suns just did. But on paper right now, if you're putting those two teams together, and I do believe those are the two best teams in the NBA. The Suns right now have the advantage. You have what happened in the East. The Bucs got a little bit better by adding Surge. The Nets got a little bit better by subtracting Simmons and getting Harden. And the Nets got a little bit better by adding Simmons, who's more of a uh, – he's going to defer to KD and Kyrie, which is what they need more than a Harden. And so I think by default they get better. Um, It's very interesting. I do feel like there's now five teams right now in this race for a championship. Um, And all five of them, for the most part, uh, got better except for the Warriors. And uh, it's just fun. Well, well, let's
0: kind of go. Go ahead. I was just going to say the Warriors probably
1: look at getting clay was their move. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: Look, this is an arms race.
1: and, Mm -hmm. And James Jones was a part of it today. And I'm glad because if you sat back and they had done absolutely nothing, you start to feel like we saw this. We saw this
2: last year. True, yeah. but but at the same time, they kind of made that move in the offseason too. You know, they, well, at least they tried to with Shamit and adding yeah. Javel. And last year, we're sitting here talking about man, if they if they had a Javel last year, maybe things are a little bit different, yep. um, especially when guarding Giannis to the to the rim, right? Uh, but you're right. You know, they 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 realized that they missed on Shamit. You can't sit there and tell me that they don't think that they missed on Shamit right now because I feel like they know. Like, damn, why did we give him four years? At least for 41? this year.
1: I mean, we don't know. You know, he's still young. He could could bounce back, develop, and play better. But this year, you're all in. You know, that's not not the answer. You can't rely on them. So they they jump in.
2: Yeah, so. for sure.
0: So Chris in the chat and Stephen bring up some good points. Uh, Chris said, "Good thing about today's moves is that." They were salary neutral, still about seven million below tax level this season, so easy to play in the buyout market and Stephen mid-level said, exceptions. Right. There. So yeah. Stephen said, for the buyout market, we do have part of the biannual or the mid-level exception to give a larger contract. Yeah. So sorry, Stephen,
1: didn't mean to step on your comment. <laughs>
0: there's there's moves that still can be made, and uh, overall, we didn't do there. Nothing drastic was done that will shake up the chemistry of this team or hopefully harm it in any way, shape, or form. Before we move on to just kind of briefly talking about some of the big moves that were just made around the league, let me got, let me tell you guys about the moment we've all been waiting for since September, because it is finally here. So in honor of the big game, DraftKey and Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 or more to get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, if you're not a new customer... You can bet on Super Bowl 56 props instead. DraftKings sportsbook offers a wide range of props throughout the big game. Take your shot at winning cash by predicting props like if a non-quarterback will throw a pass, fourth down conversions, total yardage, and so much more. So download the DraftKings sportsbook app today using the promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 or more and get 280 in free bets if your team wins with the promo code DHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook. That is 21 and older only, Arizona only. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. All right, guys. What what's the trade that you were just like, "Wow.
1: I did not think that the the Simmons Harden deal was going to happen now. I thought it was going to happen in the off season." Mm-hmm. But you got you got Harden and Daryl Morey, who are you know the Brokeback Mountain. I just can't quit you. Uh, you know, like they can't. Those guys uh, just have a thing for e- each other and being being on each other's uh, you know team there. Uh, but I actually think it makes both teams better, which is scary to think about because both of those teams were very good as it is, uh, and and they've gotten somehow i won't say significantly but they've gotten better by just making that swap plus the nets get seth curry too which is that's i know suns fans go oh isn't that the guy it was on a 10 day at one point with the suns but he's blossomed into the walmart version of steph and and that's actually you know a good thing for him and i think he'll have an impact uh, with the nets as well that one that one caught me off guard
2: Um, the Mavs training Christophs Porzingis for, uh, Mm -hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Davis Bertrands. That's, uh, interesting. That's very interesting because Davis has not had a good year so far. Uh, but we also know the discontent between Porzingis and, um, that other guy, uh, Luca. He who uh, shall not be named. Yes. So, so those, those guys. Yeah. Um, they, they were, they just didn't vibe together for whatever reason. So, um, it's almost the same thing as, as, uh, the Nets Sixers trade where it's kind of, you know, just swapping two pieces that kind of mirror each other b- because it's just better overall for the situation that they're in. So, um, and that to me that if, if Davis continues to play the way that he was playing, that takes Dallas basically out of the ring of somewhat serious title contenders. Cause I'm not a big, I'm not a big Davis yeah. fan.
1: Yeah, I uh, Davis has got that bloated contract too, yeah. which is why that deal worked money wise. But uh, Dallas feels like a team that they just don't know who they are, and I don't okay. think this helps them figure it out anymore. Right, so uh, that one doesn't doesn't scare me. The fact that the Lakers did absolutely nothing. Is surprising because mm-hmm. everything we're reading is. But they're they also starting, just
0: didn't have a lot. Well, that's true. to play with.
1: Taylor Horton Tucker was offered to every team. It felt <laughs> like, and everybody's like, "No, nah, we're good. We like watching you guys flounder this way." <laughs> like, but it's funny because it, it all the reports over the last twenty four hours have been the Lakers know they're going nowhere and they made no deal. So that's that's surprising, but good as well. The West, the West somehow didn't get particularly better. It was the East that had the moves that that made you go, "Oh, well there's there's some guys really jockeying for position here, but nothing that happened in the West made me go, "That's troublesome for the Suns." Listen,
2: the two franchises that are absolutely bloated and overexposed are the Lakers and the Knicks, and both of them <laughs> didn't make a move today because both of them are absolutely inept franchises that have no business being in the NBA anymore. Fuck the Lakers, <laughs> fuck hey. the Knicks. Hey. Yes.
1: Hey. Speaking of inept uh, franchises, I still don't know what the Kings are doing.
2: Okay, but I, I can't make sense of any of that. This is true. This there, is
0: true. I am kind of curious to see how this kind of all shapes out for them in the long term. Like, I, it's going to be interesting. I just have a lot of friends who work over at the Kings, and I feel so bad for
1: them. It's <laughs> like, like it's like where we were. Exactly, when we with I'm the like
0: Sons. I want you guys to turn a corner because I know that as human beings, y'all deserve it real bad.
1: <laughs> I feel like they have a button over there at the Kings that every you know, every uh, you know. Two or three years, Vivek flips the, the plastic casing on it open, <laughs> hits it, and it just means self-implosion. Like, let's just blow up whatever the hell we're doing here and try again. And, like, it never makes any sense. I do not understand the Kings. There is one name that I would have liked the Suns to have taken a flyer on that moved, and Saul and I have have talked about this. Uh, I think they should have went after Marvin Bagley yeah. III. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen just taking a flyer yeah. on him and, and what you could have... Potentially captured with that, but I also get it's very much a guy like a like a sticks, uh, you know that you're gonna have to find minutes for and see if it works, and that's not really where the Suns are right
2: yeah, now. Yeah, I I, th- I just thought maybe potentially if if Marvin came came back home to Arizona, mm-hmm. um, being around an environment that was a little bit more familiar to him, playing with a guy that he used to play with in D A, um, maybe those two would, would would get the best of each other a little bit and kind of raise their game um, and help him out because he's gonna need some help. He he's on the he's on the the wrong end of the of the of the mountain right now. And uh they need to they need to figure out how to get him back up to what his potential was when he was coming out of the draft. Um so uh, listen, again, I just think the Suns did smart moves today. It's very James Jones esque to do mm-hmm. what what happened today. Uh we all kind of were like Tory Hu last year. Tory ended mm-hmm. up being a, a great addition to this franchise. Um he kind of disappeared a little bit in the last two series of of the playoffs. But that Nuggets series, I think we all remember, you know, the the highlight alley-oop and the energy that he brought yeah. in that series alone. Um, that made it worth it. And then you add Aaron Holiday, another dog off, off the bench. Um, again, you know, a campaign had tweeted out all those dogs the other day, and I'm like, now I'm kind of sitting here wondering, did he know Did he, know? Did he know that he... we were about to get another one or something? Like, what's going on? Speaking of maybe campaign. He did. Yeah, we got to talk it.
0: about this. This was so funny. Speaking Do we, we
1: want to save it for pregame? Because we can actually play the audio pregame. We can, okay, can right. go we'll, into it in we'll, six we'll hours, by the way. Six <laughs> hours <laughs> six from now. Awesome. Pregame. We got Bucks-Suns tonight. A finals rematch yeah, tonight. Yeah. We will be talking at pregame at, at 7.30 right here on the YouTube page. And you know we're going to be here postgame. Who needs... Who needs inside the NBA when you got us jabronis talking about the (laughs) Suns for you? We'll be here. Then as well. But, yeah, we'll get into campaign <laughs> at, at pregame
2: for sure. sure. And Sagan with the with the Super Chat. We'll appreciate that. Oh, Super Chat's coming in now. Yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook to L.A., one of the great Trojan horse <laughs> implosion That's moves of funny. all time. That was kind of like Steve
1: Nash when the Suns traded him to L.A. as well. The yeah. double agent yeah. move there.
0: And you had a, another Super Chat, AZ Cards, uh, Phoenix Suns on God. $10 Super Chat. Luke is the most overrated player in history. I'm so glad from day one we took DeAndre. Kyle now Carlisle, now Porzingis. How long until Mavs and their fans realize well, Luka is actually d- holding them back?
1: Don't forget he also blew up their front office as well because, uh, well, whatever, Harala Her- or whatever, the guy that was Twitter famous who wound up uh, uh, taking – actually being a key part of their front office got run out uh, by, uh, by Luka even though uh, uh, Cuban really liked him there. So – that organization is run by Luca, and I'm not sure Luca quite knows what he's doing.
0: Well, there. that's why, I, like, I wasn't kind of—I really wasn't that surprised when they moved on from Porzingis because didn't they didn't they have reports come out that the two of them don't really vibe too no, hot together? No. Like they, they're bought in on Luca, so it makes sense. You gotta move yeah, Porzingis yeah. They in were order looking, to kind of create whatever Luca
2: wants. For sure, basically. they were looking at opportunities to get rid of Porzingis in the off season. But it just never it never came to fruition, and now they found it an out and they took it. Cuban, listen, Mark Cuban. Uh, I like Mark Cuban. Uh, I'm glad. I, I like the fact that he tries to go for it. However, uh, you might want to jump from the Lucas ship like now because I'm telling you that is not a good situation. No one person. No one player should ever have that much of an impact over a franchise. You see the dumpster fire that's happening in L.A. right now. And, yes, they won a championship in year one, and then everything fell apart. And watching that right now is probably one of the great joys I have of 2022.
1: Look, I, I like Mark Cuban, even though the man tried to get me fired during Summer League. Uh, <laughs> have I told that story?
2: What? No. No.
1: <laughs> I'll tell that story. Uh, summer league, God, twenty fifteen. I don't remember one of the times I had to spend two weeks in Vegas and lost half my soul uh, during summer league. But uh, there was a game.
2: And we, Glad you clarified that. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, my my uh, my counterparts and I running social for teams. Would have a lot of fun during summer league because they were meaningless games. We knew we could joke around. We were just uh, just getting getting things going, and so I was going back and forth with the Dallas guys and like every power forward on both teams uh, fouled out. So I made some joke that, you know, maybe Mark Cuban should have uh, something about, you know, it was a joke about, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, the shark show he's on. Uh, the, shark Tank. Shark Tank, thank you. Uh, that maybe he should have invested some of his Shark Tank money in some extra <laughs> forwards for Summer League because we both teams were literally, uh, all their forwards had fouled out. Apparently Mark Cuban got really pissed, called the Dallas guys was livid, wanted to call Sarver, was like next level, next level angry, right? And I had to go talk to the Mavs guys and luckily their social guy was real close with Cuban and he went over and like talked to Cuban and like talked him off the ledge and so <laughs> so I didn't get in trouble and we ended it with me and the Mavs guy Shaking hands for a photo that we both tweeted from from the team accounts, just to be like, "Hey, beef squash." But oh I thought God. for about fifteen Dang. minutes, Mark Cuban was getting my <laughs> having my ass fired. So that's my Mark Cuban story, and uh, I still like him too. So yeah,
2: I liked Mark Cuban. So
1: so, so yeah, but uh,
0: there's parts of him that I like. Yeah
1: would you Would you guys like to see the newest Phoenix Suns in their new un, uniforms? Yeah, let's yeah, do. We it. had we that. had uh, Sean. Uh, I was going to throw the interns under the bus, but yeah, it was Sean. Mm-hmm. It was Sean shown. DePaz. Uh, just have some fun. Uh, we Apparently, he forgot Tory Craig's already been in a Valley uniform. So he gave us this beauty. Solid Photoshop. It was a, a, Photoshop a, it job is a, a great a plus. Uh, Great, great. And then Aaron Holiday, let's take a look at the new dog playing point guard. Look at that. The Valley jersey look, has never looked. Look Hang at that in the Louvre, Look grades. at that swoosh.
2: I, I love mean, it. Just,
1: I think it's on the. He didn't do the PayPal logo, though. Like, he didn't get the sponsor logo and so one little miss but that was a
2: little okay funny but
0: loki because like this is a pretty good job considering you know he drew this like with probably his finger like he didn't do a terrible He's job paint, i kind of loved it paint wizard especially <laughs> right?
1: from a distance you're like oh wow all right and then you I get up close like you're like, like wow wow, no, wow I, I the nba paint guys just got ripped off like that's <laughs> it's what it looks like so yeah that was uh, uh it was fun, though. I would I'd Thank you to, everybody, to Sean Deposit. Listen,
2: everybody was posting uh, um, Tori from last year, the photo from last year. It was like, oh, yeah, you guys took it the easy way. We're going to do it the right <laughs> yeah, way.
1: We're, we're coming in hot with these hand-drawn uh, looks. So Which That was,
0: was Sean that in the chat.
1: Thank you, Lindsay, from Sean.
0: You're welcome, Sean. Great work. Hey, it, it, t- <laughs> just a
1: reminder, if any of you are new, because I know we got a lot of people watching since it's trade deadline, Hit that subscribe, yeah, hit that please. like. You can also follow us wherever you get podcasts. We do this uh, as an audio version as well. We would love to, <laughs> to have you as part of the long term here Sean.
2: on the PHNX Suns. Sean says Sean. I have two degrees just to use Microsoft Paint.
0: <laughs> That's how you know you're doing it, right? They're
1: from ASU though, so <laughs> Oh <I> mean, <laughs> they are what they
2: are.
0: Oh my
2: god. I don't I don't need any I don't I don't need any more of this. I, ASU got supposed to play tonight at nine PM, so <laughs> Okay, true. DJ Father on the mic
1: back there. I'm right? kidding? <laughs> uh
0: so any final thoughts, gentlemen?
2: No, the sun's got better today. Yep. How how much better today? We'll find out. But uh, I think Tori's in a much better place than he was before. I think Aaron Holiday is a, a very good, uh, you know, acquisition, and I'm excited to see him play. He was one of my favorite Pac-12 players uh, when he was at UCLA, and uh, yeah, it's it's, hey, it, it's over now. Like outside of the buyout market, like the teams are what they are, and it's time to uh, get ready for the last stretch of this season because the fun part is about to begin.
1: Look at. First off, Sean says one of his degrees from Syracuse. Then you have vastly overpaid for what you're doing right now in terms of your degrees. But uh, Syracuse wh- is like a top-rated. That's what I'm saying. He, he, but now he's doing paint, uh, Microsoft Paint work ASU. You know, so well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyways, uh, somebody in the chat said the sun's got a little bit better today. Uh, it, it was Dakota Kid said the sun's got a little bit better today. Well, guess what a little bit better last year and they were hosting the Larry Larry O'Brien trophy.
0: Well, Ryan in the chat said 44 and 10 didn't need to get much
2: better. No, but again, like, listen, and I am not trying to compare us to Utah, but Utah has had plenty of seasons where they've had amazing seasons and then melted in the playoffs. It's not about what we're doing right now in the regular season. As great as it is, it's about a fucking championship yep. and you have to be able to match up against the best of the best in a seven game series to hoist Larry O'Brien. That's what all these moves were designed to do today. That's what this team has been constructed to do. and I'm very confident that that is that is, that is where we're gonna end up, hopefully.
1: That is, and yeah again, a little bit better last year makes you a champion. Mm-hmm. So a little bit better this year. You gotta hope that's where you wind up. And that's what uh what excites me most because they they got a little bit better offensively. I'd say uh at least in the second unit, better defensively. Not just a little, but they got better oh, yeah. defensively in the second unit. I just Those wish kind of I wish
2: Aaron was playing today though.
1: I wish Tori and Aaron. I I, I would love to sh- see
2: Aaron against Drew hey, hey, let, at some point today. That would have been fun. It's an
1: it's an eight PM game. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think it works that who kn- fast. Who knows? I don't know where the wizards are if they're on the road where Indiana was, but if it's close enough and and everything gets approved, you know, especially with Tori having knowing the system, you never know. Could you imagine that? Just they TNT tonight, and these two guys show up in the in the line in the uh, in the layup they line. They arrive in Phoenix it's like an <laughs> hour and a
0: half before the game uh, starts. Give,
1: give that little extra boost on a big night in Phoenix. So. <laughs>
0: All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you uh, for hopping on to break down some of the moves today. Thank you all in the chat for joining us. Um, if you are listening on your audio podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate it a whole bunch. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, the show at phnx underscore sons, myself at Lindsay Smith, Saul at Saul underscore bookman, Espo at Espo. And don't forget to be right back here. At 7.30 tonight, because we still got a whole bunch more to, to break down uh, today. So 7.30 pregame. you got to let Lindsay course, go
2: back home show. and get some sleep yeah, to get I gotta ready take for a nap. tonight.
0: This, is my, this was my shoot around. Now I got to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys later.
1: Rem- and remember, the race starts now, so buckle the fuck up. <laughs> it's about to be fun. Ahoy, ahoy.